0: Hello. It's me, Damon. And it's me, Audra.
1: And no Ed tonight. We he have... has the
0: coronavirus. Yes. No, he no he doesn't. No.
1: And we are a podcast of the damned. <laughs> but he's ill. Yes. Ed is under the weather. He had some wisdom teeth pulled, had a lot of head trauma, so he's gonna
0: sit out. Poor this guy, is... I we had our wisdom teeth out long ago. We understand.
1: Yes. Actually when I had mine pulled out, it was um all four at once,
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh, I took vacation the week of, so I had days to, you know, get better. It only took one day off, and I came back to work, and you probably shouldn't have. Yeah. He was in a lot of pain.
0: Well, I was actually lucky because I had extensive orthodontistry, mm-hmm. and so they realigned my jaw. So they kept x-raying and x-raying and x-raying, and when the three wisdom teeth that I had showed up initially as little buds, they just took them then. Oh. So I was like 15, and they like took them before they even had roots. Well, that's good. So I was like eating normal food within four, four days. It was minor for me. It was... It was painful, it but was it was not... It extremely
1: painful for me.
0: Yeah, and I remember when Alex had yeah, his done, he felt like somebody stomped on his head, so... Yeah. Poor Ed, we hope you feel better soon. Yeah. So this isn't technically
1: this is not uh, regular episodes. This is kind of a just a bonus episode until it's we, just yeah we wanted because the movie we picked will be uh, uh, Friday the thirteenth. Oh, Goddamn, doing it again. Nightmare, Nightmare, Nightmare Elm, on Elm Street. Street. So uh, we'll do that when Ed's back. So this is just a little filler.
0: This is because we know you miss us
1: so much. So uh, is there anything you've been watching?
0: Um. Yes. Okay. So I'm all caught up on the Outsider.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too.
0: Um. Mostly loving it. There's a little bit of deviation from the book that I'm waiting to find out it why this was done, because I'm not gonna give a spoiler. But no, no, no. I'm. I'm not gonna. Give, but I. But it's something that didn't even happen in the book. That this ruins the element of surprise that these characters have conflict toward the end with. Right. That they don't even know about, and now they're like, "Oh, now they know about this," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "As you said, it was probably something to move the story faster," and I'm like, "Eh, I don't think it was necessary." So I'm waiting to see what their their reasoning for that that change was. Yeah, we'll
1: see. We will see. As I've been so busy lately, uh, I haven't watched a whole lot. Uh, Outsider for me. And, um, just catching up on, like, old stuff. I watched, there was this, I forget the name of the movie. I have to look it up. But, um, I ended up watching another movie thinking it was another well, a movie I intended. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ended up watching it, turned out to not be good. There's this movie on Amazon Prime called Gags the Clown.
0: Oof, I wouldn't have watched it anyway. That sounds ridiculous. Well,
1: well the, the the other movie, which I'm still trying to figure out what it was
0: wrinkles the clown
1: is it wrinkles yes or you hire this clown it's to... wrinkles okay yeah that's what i want i don't watch
0: watched that yet either i
1: kind of like the concept mm-hmm. if anyone doesn't have heard of this it's this guy you can it's on for a netflix party. is it
0: on netflix yeah it's a new netflix release well, i'll be goddamned i gotta get on here. i know something you don't know yes you do that's God crazy it's damn new, it's fucking crazy it's usually
1: the other way around
0: split tail knows something um, I'm also like I finally saw Zombieland Double Tap, loved it. Mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna love it though. I mean, yeah. it's just. But even even so, when most of the second movies tend to be like not as much, just not as you know, mm-hmm. as as the first. But I I fully enjoyed the second one as much as the first one.
1: Yeah, I. Um... Back to I want to forget. Oh. My, I lost my train of thought. The wrinkles. The clown. The wrinkles of clown. For people who don't know, it's like this clown you can hire to like um, either creep people out or do like a legit clown for a party. And the problem with that is once you hire him or you talk to him or you make any kind of contact with him, he's like in your life. Like he'll come and do the job you hired him to do, and then now you just never stop seeing him and did i guess you end up. i guess he starts killing people i don't know but i saw but it is a horror movie so there's yeah. gonna
0: be some some killing yeah so or I torture saw, at minimum i yes
1: i and i saw gags the gag the clown which was a poor imitation of i think this mm. movie so it was uh it, it was not good but other than that I, there's not a ton of horror i've been watching
0: i found it's not horror but i found this hulu um series that's quirky and strange and kind of Mm -hmm. um it's called lodge 49 and so basically you got this this down and out surfer guy his dad died owing a bunch of money his sister is like trying to pay his their dad's Bill's off. They lost the family house. They lost the family business. He was a surfer, went to Costa Rica, got bit by a snake. It's never healed. The guy's just, you know, Mm -hmm. and yet he's, hey, man, it's all going to work out kind of thing. And he, through some sort of quasi-supernatural or, you know, coincidence, ends up meeting this secret fraternal order of alchemists, Lodge. And none of the people there really take it seriously. And though they don't consider themselves alchemists and they're all like, you know, going on retirement age. So he kind of goes in and all of a sudden the supernatural, the lodge starts revealing itself and there starts initially. I, you know how it's like, you got to watch the pilot and then watch episode two because it usually takes a couple episodes before you're even deciding if you want to watch it. Well, by episode four, I was watching it to find out what quirky, little, weird, strange, little Easter eggy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And all these characters are a little bit crazy. And um, it's comedy, but it's dry. So, um, I wouldn't call it a horror so much as a supernatural. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. Um, well, what else did I watch that was Horror. I forget now. I watched something recently. Um, I've been looking at that Lock and Key on oh, Netflix. yeah. yeah. But I, I really don't get into things that are mostly about children.
1: Well, don't. I think you're doing yourself a disservice because there's some really good like children stuff. Lock and Key is a really good story. Mm-hmm. It um, initially it was a graphic novel and then an audiobook I read the graphic novel. And they're like uh, these teenagers, siblings, and they find out their family home. Op- there's tons of doors that open to different dimensions. Yeah, it, it
0: looks like it's really filmed really neatly. Yeah. So it's in my you queue. Mean, um, you know, one you of those sh- things when you get in the mood.
1: You should see um, there's a movie that um, The Orphanage.
0: Oh, I've seen that.
1: With not the one—the one little girl that was actually a woman. Uh-huh. Not that one. That totally gave away the spoiler. Um, it was—it's. I'm sorry. It's not the orphanage. It's the orphan.
0: Oh, okay. And it's. Um, yeah, the orphanage is with Nicole Kidman, right?
1: No, that's the others.
0: Oh, that's the others. <laughs> Jeez. okay. It starts with an O, and it's got kids in it.
1: Um. The Orphan is a Spanish movie. Uh, Guillermo del Toro produced it. If, mm-hmm. but you watch it, it feels like he wrote. You feel like he shot it. It feels like a Guillermo del Toro movie. I like with, his stuff. Yeah, this is one of the one of the best horror films with like a heart. Mm-hmm. Uh Well, but then that's another reason why it feels like del Toro because have read seen his movie Chronos?
0: No, but I just—it's like his first movie. I was I was actually looking at that the other day, and I wasn't like I was looking for something a little lighter, but I was like, oh, oh no, that- that's
1: totally heavy. Yeah, yeah, I
0: was like, no, I want something light, and I was like, mm, what's this? And I read the... It, it and heavy in like
1: an emotional way. Yeah, and that's so its in the
0: queue. But it's, it's
1: good. It's it's basically about uh, glimatorial based it kind of. Uh, it was inspired by his relationship with his grandfather. Oh, but yeah, this, I wasn't. This in the orphan is a ghost story it is super heavy it is very good it's like a mystery and it's very good and it's gonna it's one of those that just make you and when it's over you're like oh god that's awful you know it's just sad oh it's like, like sad. happiness not like that not like that but happiness is more of a what the fuck's going on and yeah yeah, it was that was sad too. But
0: um, well, you kind of felt sorry for these. You felt sorry for everybody. Everybody. Yeah, even the even as fucked up as they were, Yeah, you were even like, the, well, even you're yeah antagonists. Yeah, they somehow
1: not made him sympathetic, <clears throat> but you kind of understood his motivation and uh, struggle mm-hmm. within himself during the pedophile dad. Right. I mean, like you actually felt sorry for him a little right.
0: bit. A little bit. but not a whole lot
1: not a lot because he did some horrible shit but that's a great that's a great movie but yeah that is a movie that definitely plays with your emotions Orphan is the same way okay but it is a very I always recommend it because when you the first 20 minutes you think you're getting a typical cookie cutter this is the story and oh I know what's gonna happen then it just takes this turn this emotional turn that changes everything
0: okay cool All right. I love
1: that I can't recommend it enough I just weird that we've never talked about it, but I just, you know, the movie's like 10, 12 years old. I saw it in the theater, and uh, I'll never forget because the movie's Spanish, and so it's tough subtitled, and the, there's an older couple in front of me in the theater, and like 10 minutes in, the guy goes, I don't want to read. I didn't oh, know this had subtitles. Was it in Van
0: yeah, it was, <laughs> no, it was
1: actually... Yeah, it was here. No, no. It was in Portland. Oh. But, you know... I yeah. don't want to read them. And, and so they walked out, and so it was just me in the theater. And I watched it. I loved that movie. It was a great movie. But, um, yeah, Orphan, you should recommend I recommend it.
0: Okay, I'll check it out.
1: But um, one non... It's, I really didn't want to count it, but one non-horror thing that I've been watching... Is, uh, on Amazon Prime, Night Flight. Remember the show Night Flight from the 80s? Mm -hmm. It was like a kind of all-encompassing everything. It kind of talked about music, movies, Mm -hmm. pop culture. Uh, it was like... It was like the internet before the internet. It was a little bit of everything. It was like Vice TV before Vice TV. Right, before Vice TV. But, um, so I, uh... I've been watching those. They they chopped it. Show up and like without the commercial, that shows only like anywhere between ten and fifteen minutes. Yeah, they weren't very long. Yeah, because they were half hour shows. Right. And he took out all the commercials. He got like fifteen minutes of show. Right. So, but they broke up those vignettes. So I've been. I remember I'd watch those.
0: that when I got home from skating on Friday night.
1: I would watch it uh, late night Saturday. Everyone's because it would repeat. Or no, it would play... It would come on after SNL. Yeah. So... Well, it came on Friday night in Boise. Oh, see, I saw it on Saturday nights. Yeah. And it was after SNL. So when SNL was over, that's like 1 o'clock. And then it was a half... they repeat the 11 o'clock news. So at like 2 a.m., Night Flight would come on. But it would be two episodes, or sometimes three, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And I I love that show. It was how I learned about, like, Bad Brains... And it introduced that show introduced me to punk music I learned about Bad Brains and Black Flag and the uh, GBH and DRI all those bands I that was night flight hmm but um, I've just been watching all those vignettes I found them well and like sometimes they would ago. play
0: video videos that, of those mm-hmm. bands they would like play a video and then talk about the bands and yeah yeah
1: so that that was that uh that's the only non thing
0: uh horror thing I've been really watching. it's been well I'll have to busy. check that out for nostalgia's yeah. sake oh absolutely
1: it, it, it was a cool old i just just yesterday it uh, was a cool interview of uh of David boy promoting um talking about this new project he's got going on, and it was he was describing Tin machine oh okay. project uh, band called Tin machine, and what was cool about that band it was uh it was him. I forget the guitar player's name. the guitar player is excellent. And Soupy Sales, remember oh my him? god, his
0: sons, the bass player. Oh wow, drummer. okay. Yeah. Do they form- look like him? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay, that's but good they, for but them.
1: I don't know if you ever. I was a big. I'm a big Bowie fan. I'm.
0: I'm a Bowie fan. I wouldn't call myself a big Bowie fan. I'm a big Bowie. But fan. my. But my auntie Wendy is a huge Bowie fan. Yeah. So you know.
1: My mom introduced me to Bowie. I was a big Bowie fan. But when he did Tim Machine, it was weird because they play like rock music. Mm-hmm. But they would wear suits mm-hmm. and it just looked super dignified. But they would, you know, it was like a, such a cool contrast. But that was kind of a.
0: It was this tall, thin Duke days.
1: Yeah. No, this is after that. After that? Tall, thin Duke days was late 70s. Okay. The uh, Tim Machine was 91. Oh, okay. But they. Um, and oh, he wasn't, that's why and I'm he not. Wasn't, was... He wasn't David Bowie. He was just. David Bowie in a band called Ten Machines. Oh, because okay. even some of the, the drummer, he would sing a couple songs.
0: Uh, the early 90s, I was so busy working two jobs and going to school full time. I missed out on a lot of shit. There's
1: never two. There's <laughs> never... You never don't have enough time for Bowie. How dare you? I know. I didn't... I, <laughs> just saying. Um, it's do- so funny, um, being such a fan of... So, uh, my do- it's, I swear, this is not an exaggeration. You can ask my soon to be ex wife about it, uh, David. This was ex- went down exactly this way, and I, I feel I feel I can tell this story and not and feel it's not being exaggerated because anyone could collaborate. It can be co- collaborated by the people who saw it. <coughs> it
0: uh, literally when, happened.
1: Well, when when Elway was born, um, we we're Thanks. you know it was a, a new hospital, and they I don't know if you you know uh been in uh, ma- you know the maternity ward l and d
0: no i avoided l and d like the plague
1: oh well I, w- uh, I
0: stayed in the lab most of the time
1: oh, well this hospital ha- was pretty new had a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. and they would pipe music through mm-hmm. she asked what we listened to and mm-hmm. she'd pipe music uh through the through the delivery room and it's real relaxed atmosphere and El- Heather had a C-section because mm-hmm. she couldn't have a vaginal birth. So El- she opened, you know, she pulled Eloise out and got all the guck off. And and Eloise opened her eyes, looked at me. I was the first person she saw. She opened her eyes, looked at me. I looked at her. And then David Boyce changes plays on the mu- on the thing right when she looks at me. when we lock eyes, it starts. And uh, it was... Uh, It was like a movie moment with with.
0: uh, I've had a couple of those, but they're not. They're completely different kind of movie moments. (laughs) I had a I had a Leonidas and. And, and Oh, you have a masturbatory moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's different. I have those like at least twice a week. No, no, there was
0: some, there was somebody involved. There was No, Cabana boy and I had a it was it was kind of reenacting the the scene before Leonidas the night before Leonidas goes off to war oh, okay. with this queen. I've had one of those I had one of those scenes. Oh, <laughs> and, and it wasn't wasn't just me who said something. <laughs> it was like, wait, I feel like we just reenacted something. Feel used, (laughs) conduit for your sick
1: fantasies.
0: Hey, whatever. That's funny. (laughs) You just jealous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, what have you been reading?
0: Mm. So, I'm currently reading. um, It's called The Last Grave by Devi Vugue, and it's a witchy um, cop procedural drama thriller um basically female cop um as a child her she was she was raised in a coven of bad witches Mm. not the good kind of witch like me the The bad witches and subjected to like uh, just subjected to that she isn't even aware of all the abuse and torment that she went through because she's locked it away So now she's an adult, a police detective, a murder-homicide detective. And um, this is actually the second book. The first book takes place in Louisiana. After the first book, she decided she would move out to L.A. Because, you know, what could go wrong in L.A., right? Mm -hmm. So she ends up in L.A. and right away there's a murder of... A um, just basically a university professor anthropologist um, who mostly dealt with like n- natural um, habitats and um, like nomadic tribes paths through the forest and stuff mm-hmm. nothing really witchcraft involved so this woman is found in the natural museum Arbore- Arboretum petrified like she's been like petrified into wood Mm. So, the main character is like, well, this is not normal. Right. Right? So, it's basically her trying to solve the crime. Of course, it leads her to witches in Santa Cruz, who are more the bad kind, but it also triggers her to start having some memories, you know, of what happened in her childhood. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, these earthquakes keep happening. And every time the earthquakes happen, there's a little time shift. Like her roommate, all of a sudden, is dating her partner, whereas mm. before they'd never even met. Mm. You know, so it's like I'm I'm about sixty percent into the book, so it's, okay. it's it's pretty interesting. Um, it's yeah, it's witchy stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, deep you know.
1: Dive in the into the witchy stuff. <coughs>
0: well, and you know how I feel about the you know, and the one of the things like a, a dear friend of mine actually wrote this book. She's got a hundred. She's published a hundred novels so far. Mm. Um, That's pretty prolific. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I'm going to talk to her about i was going to be like, I really hate the whole Samantha Bewitched concept of witchcraft bad. I should never use it, but I'm going to use it anytime it's convenient. Mm-hmm. That's with it. I'm like, no, witchcraft, not bad. Witchcraft only bad if you use it bad. Obviously, the whole story's about you using it but oh I'm not I don't wanna use it, but I'm use I'm using it because I have to. And we've seen that in multiple right. reiterations of, of TV shows, movies, literature. Yeah. So that's you know, and uh, you know how I, I hate the bad witch, how I told you I will never write you the wicked witch thing unless it's campy. Uh, I'll make my own. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you. I'm I'll, 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 I'll make a witch movie. I'll, I
1: there's a witch movie in me. There's a witch movie
0: in you Just let me Let me not let you make a fool of yourself I don't give a shit
1: about the witch community what they think it's a movie i know it is a movie if they don't like it then it was never for
0: them well i really i just want you to have a little bit of accuracy make a
1: witch accurate movie it's it's fantasy actually what would be really funny is
0: if you did like golden dawn witches, the fucking the alistair crowley ceremonial like the one the when you think of hollywood witchcraft Mm -hmm. evil like cultic witchcraft that's the Golden Dawn ceremonial crap. Uh-huh. Like Jack Parsons of, oh, my,
1: my, and yeah. Aleister
0: Crowley. Gotcha. Which, and,
1: that guy was a fucking asshole. He
0: was a real oh. racist piece of shit. Fucking hate Crow, mm. Aleister Crowley, man. Oh, mm. You know, don't get me started on him and Gerald Gardner. And <laughs> dudes. They're just a bunch of dirty old preverts. Oh, they're just, just, they're, they're just trying to get laid. Just that's, trying to that's, get laid. That's all it really was. Yeah. Sex magic. Oh.
1: But, yeah, if I make a witch movie, it's going to be a bad witch. And I don't give a shit about it being historically accurate to whatever the religion is. It's not about that. I'm not doing a documentary. I'm movie. I know a that.
0: Movie. I just, could somebody do, a like... You can make one. You can
1: write it. But for someone else, I don't want to do it. It's, <laughs> I want an entertaining witch movie. I don't want... I don't. I was like, I don't care about. Well, I'm not. The I'm not saying Glenda the, the
0: Good Witch. No, I'm talking.
1: Yeah, but it's like I don't care if it's like. Well, this, well, their potion lineup or whatever it is is exactly the way it's supposed to. I, I don't. That's not the point. I mean, I love Star Wars. I know there's just no don't sound incite in anybody to
0: burn me on the cross, okay? <laughs> oh, there's gonna be
1: some burning. <laughs> there's gonna be some witch burning That's a great visual. It's gonna be a witch burning.
0: God <laughs> have mercy.
1: But, uh, yeah, I like Star Wars. Doesn't mean I have to get all bent out of shape because there's sound in space.
0: (laughs) Wow. I I got over that by age 11. exactly. You know. Actually, what was the hardest to get over was my dad explaining to me that I probably... He was ninety percent guaranteed that in my lifetime I would never be able to fly a starfighter like on Buck Rogers. Oh, he's probably right. I was really upset about that. Oh, <laughs> I was really he's ready right. to <laughs> go. You know, want to
1: send he to was the like, moon, but that's still. Good he goes. 10 years he goes.
0: Audra, flying cars. I'm pretty sure what happened. He goes, but not in, our, in your lifetime are you going to be, you know, <laughs> flying fucking, you know. No jetpack to work. So he's like. <laughs> and my dad's a very technologically forward thinking man. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to, like, and, you know, but I was like 10. Don't and get I was your like, hopes up. I was like, what? You mean I can't? <laughs> Da-der, beat
1: Okay, lady. <laughs> well, I've been reading. Actually, I actually haven't. There's just one book. It was, but it's uh, <coughs> it's part of a twelve book series, and it's so funny. I didn't do it on purpose. It was not something I planned. But I, I got another zombie movie that is kind of uh, not movie. Another zombie book that's. Um, that, that is based in this in the over in this area mm-hmm. but this there's guy,
0: another guy writing zombie stuff in Vancouver,
1: yeah well, not in vancouver i don't know where he's from, but the story it it it's called all they're all dead, and that's what they're called they 're all dead, and I just finished one of twelve i'm half i don't know i'm a quarter into book two, I just got them all, so I was going through them mm-hmm. and uh it, it, the first book is just setting up all these different. It has like these three different groups, three different stories going, and then there's vignettes in between. Some just you know, what's just happening to people, some in well, some into not turn to nothing. You know, one was just like two pages, and you're like, what's the resolution? And it's just no, no resolution. It's just what it was. It's was just they have like a lot of that in the middle. And they really picked up steam it was just really laying a lot of track for half the book and the second half started you know putting these stories in motion now I'm really into it and now when people start dropping off you kind of feel it because you spent so much time with them mm-hmm. but um it's really good so far I really like it but it covers Seattle area covers Portland it covers uh, um, like Bend, that area. hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Um, All
0: close to home. Mm
1: hmm. And. Uh, and. Uh, Vancouver was mentioned at one point. Apparently, Portland and Vancouver are completely overrun. And. Uh, parts of Seattle are okay, but not downtown.
0: Seattle's got kind of a bigger uh, population base, though, don't Yeah, they? but
1: yeah. okay with, uh, you know, they know where everything is. It's just. Some some areas are worse off than others, and they did some tropey things, and they didn't. I mean, they had some tropes lined up, and you're just like, okay, like one group runs into a military group, I'm like all right, the military are always assholes. Right. No, one actually they were actually the good guys. They actually, I'm, I'm. It's a slight spoiler, but you're just waiting for the shoe to drop, and it keeps all these little things that set up like, oh, this is going to be a big men. thing, and they are. In fact, they when they, they're trying to protect this group of scientists that are working on a cure, that they, you know, are working on something because they're finding out, some people are just uh, flat-out immune to bites. And um, these zombies retain a little bit of intelligence, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what made them a little scarier. And some of the things, like, and some people is just are just waiting for something like this to happen, to live out every sick fantasy... And there's one that was just horrific. A school teacher, that's all I'll say. And what he does is fucking just awful. But um, it's a really good book. I mean, by the next show, when we have Ed back, I'll probably burn through, hopefully, two and three. And I can have more. But uh, it's one of 12. Or two. Yeah, one of 12 I finished. I really liked. It's called They're All Dead. And the author is, let me should have his name, the author is uh, Andrew, Mc, no, Andrew McFerrin, narrator. oh, T.W. Brown, T.W. Brown, so um, yeah, that's all I've been reading, um, I didn't see anything in the theater, although The Boy is out, The Boy 2, I might see that.
0: I haven't gone to see Fantasy Island in the theater. I've heard it I'm going to Really? Okay, yeah. then I was like I was like, you know, I'll probably wait for that to come out on Netflix cuz I'm pretty sure it will. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like I wasn't in a hurry to go see that. Um I did see um a pre- Now it's I'm blanking, but I saw a preview for a horror movie that looked interesting. Mm. And I'm oh, and I'm interested in. I don't like the Saw franchise. Never really been into it, but now the I saw the trailer for the Chris. Yeah, Rock. I want to see that one. Samuel L. and Chris Rock.
1: Samuel L. plays his father, so I wonder if they're doing something with a timeline. Okay. Well, he's old enough to be his father.
0: Well, he is, yeah. But. uh I love me some Samuel L.
1: Yeah, me too. I like Chris Rock. I'm. It's just a weird like choice for him shot. to... Because he, he bought the franchise to reboot it. So. Well, and it,
0: it, and it looks like it's going a complete change of, of tack. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which is why I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Because I saw the first one, figured the first one out, at least kind of the premise, within the first five minutes. Like, yeah, they, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, nobody's checked to see if that guy's really dead. And Keely told my roommate, Keely, at the time, she was like, oh, shut up. You don't know. And then, you know, in the end, he gets yeah. up and walks away. And I'm like, I, dude, all right. I
1: didn't see it coming. Okay. I, I was, it surprised me when I first saw it.
0: And then I didn't see the second one, but I saw, like, the third and the fifth one. Or second parts one's really where, good, I Parts thought.
1: thereof. Second one was really good. Um, still a little bit of a mystery, like the first one. Uh, but they just, you know, diminished returns for each one. I, uh, Marcel and I did a retro, slight retrospective of it, talking about this on my, my other podcast, uh, podcast uh, Black, Black Nerd, Nerd Radio, Radio. And uh, he claimed to be like this big fan of the Saw franchise. And then, as, and then while we we're talking, he had seen four of them. And there's seven. No, there's nine movies. It's all
0: right. When I went to see <laughs> um, Star Trek Into the Darkness... Mm-hmm. I went with a gal from work who her and her husband they were a little few years older than me mm-hmm. and they were like we're huge Star Trek fans. We're so excited about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I understand, you know, um they're gonna revisit Khan. And and Patty looked at me and goes, What? Who? And I'm like Khan. You call yourself a Star Trek <laughs> Like
1: like khan
0: <laughs> like i'm sorry but space seed wrath of khan yeah <laughs> like the best you know character arc and yeah. storyline and they didn't know it so i i get i get you like schooling i hope you schooled marcel good
1: well yeah it was, it was pathetic like you're not a fan you're not a fan but um,
0: I I won't call myself a fan, but I actually because any of time that I've watched any of it, it's not because I chose to watch it. It's because other people were like, "Let's watch this," and mm-hmm. you know. Um, but one I thing I am
1: excited to see, I really want I want to see what this Conjuring Three is going to be. I like those. Series. I haven't seen
0: any of them. You've never seen any
1: of the Conjuring mm-hmm. movies,
0: really. No,
1: I... We should watch the first
0: one. Uh, I just... I don't know. I don't know if I'm really...
1: Uh, I think you'd like them. They're good. Okay. They're good.
0: Okay. James Wan does them. And... Um, so they've redone... What's the one with the black hair? The Japanese movie with the black hair. The ring. The ring. The crawling out. Aren't they doing another ring version i'm
1: sure they're doing another i'm sure they're gonna reboot the ring they just I, rebooted the grudge that's
0: it that's what i was thinking The yeah, Grudge. that one was
1: okay it wasn't bad but it didn't do well so i don't know if we're gonna get more of those but the ring is probably something that, that
0: one same. really creeped me out
1: yeah i like the ring the japanese version is much creepier yeah
0: it was it was super creepy
1: yeah i like that movie a lot well folks i think we've exhausted Uh, our short short list but uh, we'll be back with Ed uh, next month and the movie will be Nightmare on Elm Elm Street. Street we'll see you then